Inside DJ's DVR, a television and film podcast, part of the DVR Podcast Network. Welcome back, everybody. It's your boy, DJ Tim Hines here, and I'm bringing you Season 2, Episode 2 of Inside DJ's DVR. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, subscribing. Hopefully you left some feedback. Hopefully you share with a friend. And hopefully you're digging this show. Everything we got here on the DVR Podcast Network has been cranking. Axel has been putting out really good shows with a lot of different guests and great content on his daily DVR you know, and I'm back. I've been inspired. I wanted to crank a show out for the new year. We just crossed over, changed calendars, put up the new one. Look for that same little pinhole in the wall so you can get the thumbtack in with that new calendar. Heavy on the bottom, light on top because it's January. And this right now is January 2nd when I'm recording. And I have... Two and a half more days in my 30s. So I had to crank out a podcast. I said, turning 40 and things are going to change. Primarily my age. And that's about it. Because, I mean, my hairline's been 40 for about 15 years. My body feels like it's 50 sometimes. But my mind feels like I'm 25, maybe 23, sometimes like eight years old, depending who I'm talking to. But yeah, you know, I don't feel old and I don't think 40s old. So, you know, I know it's really not old, but it's not young. And I'm not sure if it's middle-aged, might be middle-aged. I don't know if I'm having one of those crises. Maybe I should buy some expensive shit. Maybe one of you guys want to send me something. I don't know. Regardless, I'm turning 40, and I want to give you the podcast in my 30s. So we're here, together, listening, talking to each other. Except I can't hear you. Until you send feedback, that's right. Go on to Twitter, DJ DVR. Go to DJ DVR Podcast at Gmail. Hit me up. Let's talk. DJ DVR Podcast on Twitter. Hit me up. You can get through me through the Patreon, through Axel, through the network website. You know, all types of links and stuff. You know, if you want to send me physical mail, I don't know. You're going to have to send me an email and maybe I'll send you my address. But once you send me that email, I'll just call your bluff and be like, ha, you sent me an email. So I know you can send an email. Send it back. But, you know what's up, I'm here, you're there, and we're about to get down, because one thing will be for sure, in my 40s, I'll watch stuff, and I'll go to stuff, and I'll see stuff, and I'll hear stuff, and I'll absorb entertainment. So I'm going to bring it to you, let's talk about some stuff, I have been thoroughly enjoying Axel's podcast daily DVR and he's asked me to fill in a couple times when he's had things to do or he's ill 
He asked me to come on as a guest a few times, and I've been really enjoying it. And it's been giving me a lot of great ideas of things to watch. I wound up covering for him one day when he took a personal day, and I talked to, you know, good 10 minutes about how I watch TV, my methods, my outlets, so to say, you know, where I consume my entertainment. And then I talked a little bit about my cord cutting, which really wouldn't be cord cutting, cord trimming. But essentially, I cut out the movie channels on my cable package. But I do have other sources through uh, things I've gotten through download, Redbox, uh, you know, paid for, watched on the web, someone's let me borrow, uh, things of that nature. You know, I have Netflix, I have Prime. So I've been watching a lot of things there because even though I had all those movie channels, I wasn't watching those movies except to kill time. And I feel like with too many options, I don't give Netflix a deep enough dive or I don't deep dive enough into Prime. And there's a lot of good stuff there. So I've been staying away from really TV in general, uh, your broadcast stuff. I've been watching a little bit here and there, nothing major, you know, a couple time killer, like, you know, uh, reality shows, maybe, a an idol or a talent, some stuff like that. But it's been a dead season since the winter came and I stopped watching a bunch of stuff. So, you know, really it was nothing major on to watch. Uh, the gifted took a break. So I went into the Netflix and I went into the Prime and I went into my movie collection and I dug some stuff out. So I'm going to tell you, I got a list here that obviously once you hear it won't be covered in this episode because this will have to be a marathon episode and I'm just going to give you a little bit. But as far as movie goes, I watched 14 movies since I last talked to you. I watched six documentaries since I last talked to you. One of them was three parts. I watched eight comedy bits on Netflix. Some hour, some half hour, but eight routines. I haven't talked about comedy and I don't even know if I have on this show. So then we get to series. I watched five different shows and two of them was two seasons that I watched total of seven seasons worth of shows i watched a little bit of boxing which i've been getting back into thanking to thanking thanks to my boy chris and uh been enjoying that going to his house on some big fight nights and watching some things here and there when they're on tv and i like it i used to watch boxing a lot when i was a kid and i kind of faded away after tyson and I started becoming a teenager and doing teenage things and getting into all different types of other things of entertainment. And I fell off on boxing for a while. And then MMA became real big. And I'm not a fan. So, you know, I shot away from that type of stuff. And this last few months, maybe six, seven months, I've been watching a lot of boxing. And I like it. 
So uh, shout out to Reddy. See Reddy in the house. Yeah, appreciate that. And another thing of entertainment that I've been doing, thanks to my buddy Axel, I've been getting into this Gundam. Not only did Axel send me my first Gundam, you know, maybe three, four months ago, and said, you got to try this, you're going to like it. So I built it, and I really did like it. Soothing, relaxing. And I bought a few kits. I actually have a total of six that I built so far. And now I'm exploring what I built. Because I'm building these things because they look cool. But there's a super huge mythology going back to the late 70s. I think 78, 77, somewhere around there. And these things have stories and origins. And every few years, someone does another kind of reboot in another Gundam universe. And they make all these models that I've been building and Axel builds and many other people in out of these characters. So I've been enjoying that. Uh, I'm not going to really talk too much about that right now. I, I might do like a special Gundam, uh, you know, point, you know, part B, B side type of episode. I just talk about that. But yeah, I'm just telling you what I've been doing. Just been taking it easy. The holidays, spending time with the lady, just kicking it, seeing some friends, some family, spreading that cheer, getting my podcast on with Axel, growing out my beard, you know what I'm saying, over here, and I've been rhyming enough, so I guess I'll move along. I don't really, I'm stuck. I was trying to make something rhyme, but eh, I'm going to just move along. So, let's do it. Let's see what's in the box. It's time for Grab the Remote and Press Play. All right. So, the DVR brain that's absorbed all this wonderful entertainment, some of it, eh, and maybe one or two, but this brain of mine, this inside DJ's cranial DVR has some stuff to talk about. So, like I told you, Big list, and I think I'm going to cover maybe two shows, maybe a doc, maybe a movie, but I'm going to talk about some standouts. So let's take a standout here out of the comedy. Now watch a few comedy bits that have been really entertaining, and I used to love comedy growing up, and I watched comedy that I probably shouldn't have because... You know, it wasn't really age appropriate, but we had HBO in the house when I was early and HBO had the good comedy, no filters really. And I really enjoyed watching them. I got it. I understood the entendres and the, you know, the wordplay and, you know, some of the situational stuff. And I, I really enjoyed comedy. So, I don't know, almost like boxing. You know, things got in the way. There was a lot of good movies, a lot of good shows. But slowly here and there, I'll watch a routine. You know, Comedy Central kind of took me out of comedy. Uh, everything so filtered and I don't know. It just seemed like they were just pumping everything out. And I took a break. But the last couple of years, 
you know, getting back into comedians, riding in cars, getting coffee with Jerry Seinfeld and, you know, some big names here and there popping up on specials and Netflix. So I've been watching and I watch a few since the last time we talked and one standout that I thoroughly enjoyed was just released maybe last week or so. It was Ellen DeGeneres, Relatable. Really, really great routine. Ellen hadn't been uh, on stage doing stand-up in over 15 years. This is her return to comedy. She just brought herself, but she brought a story with it. So it wasn't just a routine. You got a walk through her path to get back on stage, which was sort of fun because, you know, a lot of people have a half hour, you know, 25 minutes, maybe 10 minutes. You go to a, you know, if you go to a small club, maybe five minutes to to pump out just jokes. But she pumped them out as she loosened up. And I had remember watching Ellen on HBO years ago before her show, you know, before she got, even the talk show, you know, that it was Ellen. So I was kind of getting nostalgic and I found her stuff funny, lighthearted and really entertaining. And, uh, that's on Netflix. If you want to catch it, that's my recommendation and my standout out of the comedies that I'm going to talk about today on this end of the 30s, flirting with 40, getting naughty, inside DJ's DVR. All right. Documentaries. Let's talk about documentaries. Uh, That one sucks. I didn't like that. Let's look at the list here. All right. Let's talk about Quincy. Quincy Jones documentary on Netflix. This was outstanding. This was so well put together. Rashida Jones, I believe was her first directorial of a documentary. She did a great job. She's one of Quincy Jones's daughters, but interjects that enough, just a a little bit enough to where it's, comfortable but doesn't make it seem like oh this is my dad he's so great he's so great he's my dad this is really showing Quincy Jones he's I believe 86 87 now and he's still pretty sharp he had some health scares but this individual man human being was so influential to everything we've heard over the last 50, 55, 60 years or so. And it's remarkable when you see it pieced together. Because a lot of people know Quincy Jones because he probably produced a lot of their favorite artists. But to know his whole catalog, the all the different amazing musicians he played with, produced for, wrote for, uh, you know, played on accompaniment, led, uh, orchestrated, just phenomenal. He did TV scores. He did film scores. He was just a true mogul. And every hurdle he had, 
He figured a way over it, around it, under it, and he made it happen. And I love this documentary. I came away extremely satisfied. I thought it was really well done. It was fun, informative, and what you want out of a doc. Definitely had no slow places you know actually kind of had some tension when they showed him sick in bed with some ailments so you know it's just scary to know at any time we could lose another great so it's nice to see a documentary come out with the person who's alive still at the end of a marvelous career who's still got things going who you see in the movie is still inspiring young artists still working with artists producing artists and to see him in there giving the interviews instead of somebody narrating it telling us about him after he passes is the way we need to celebrate people celebrate them while they're here you know say what's up to your friend be like yo big up you did a good job i see that you you know re restored your car you know you built that 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 new shed you you know, remodeled your house. I saw what you did. You know, I saw, you know, oh, wow, it's nice. You you really earned that, that stuff for your family you got. Oh, wow. You know, whatever you did, just say what's up to people. And it's nice to watch this doc and think about it like that. You know, while they're here, let's honor them. Let's not celebrate, you know, their 10th anniversary, their passing and whatnot. Celebrate their birthday. Celebrate stuff like this. So this was a highly recommended documentary. I'll talk about one that I kind of just watched for info, but it wasn't a great doc. It was called Gringo, The Dangerous Life of John McAfee. Uh, The guy who invented McAfee antivirus software that was probably in every PC that anyone's ever touched that popped up and said, you got to renew, you got to renew your subscription. You're susceptible to viruses. Well, this was done in, I believe, 2016 by an you know investigative documentarian journalist who tried to find out the story of John McAfee and the murders he was accused of, how he skated around all these different incidents how he escaped the country, how he escaped tax evasion and all these different things, went to Belize. Um, They made it out a little mysterious and left you wanting more, but the info I got was good enough to watch and keep watching because that's the reason I turned it on because I kind of wanted to know a little bit more about this man. And uh, it's an interesting tale. You know, if you're going to watch a doc, Definitely Quincy first if you haven't seen it. But Gringo's not bad. And uh, I know there's some other happenings with this guy as of lately. And uh, I'm going to do a little reading into that. Give me something to look into. And uh, poke around on the web when I'm bored. So that's it. We, we Let's see what we got. I gave you a, a comedy. Two docs. Let's go to a series. The Deuce. Season 2. I hopped on HBO. At my friend's house, I said, yo, I got to binge the deuce. So every time I went over there, I watched the deuce and I was hooked back in. I was like, damn, this show is real good. And it wasn't as good as the first season, 
but it moved along, which I respected. It didn't have to take off the day after the last season. It it moved, bumped along the progress of where everybody was at. Everybody had a little more money, a little more power, a uh, little more ambition. So it was the deuce. It was pretty much as good as the first season bumped up. Maggie Gyllenhaal, I happen to really enjoy her acting. She's very powerful, uh, and yet she has still that guard down where she's willing to maybe learn and not be stubborn. So it's nice to see her character evolving more. You see definitely more of uh, the twins, James Franco's characters, doing the same old stuff. Excuse me live on the podcast, as Axel would say, which I don't know why he says, but I'm not editing it out. But yeah, I like to do season two. It flowed just like season one, and it had a pretty crazy ending. And you see progress of people as well as when you're watching the progress of the city. So that's the stuff that I really enjoy about the way... David Simon tells this story, you know, it's almost like the wire, how it shifts gears, but it hasn't shifted to like politics yet. It like skated around it, but it gets real good. So I'm looking forward to seeing this continue and see where they go. Cause the deuce is like 26 miles from my house or like three and a half hours during rush hour, whatever. Yeah, moving along, moving along, singing a song, singing a song, talking about two movies, two movies. All right, one is going to be Equalizer 2, and I'm going to talk about it because it's funny. I don't even know why they made this movie. Denzel must have just got paid, left all the way to the bank. It was very cheesy. Equalizer 1 was decent. This one was only good because it was Denzel. If it was anybody else, it would be straight to DVD and hidden way deep in the library of Netflix. Netflix. So, I don't know. I watched it. I felt necessary to talk about it because it's on the list. But, eh. I didn't really like it. One that I did like, I'm going to talk about now. It's called Jungle. It was on Amazon Prime, and it was right up my alley. Uh, It starred uh, Daniel Radcliffe, which you may know. I don't know if anybody's ever seen some movies with him. He's been in uh, the franchise called Harry Potter. Yeah, well, he was in that. And he plays nothing like that. He's an adult, young adult. And this story is a little bit dragged out, but hit home for me because there are dangers that I could potentially face that he faces in this story. This is a story based on a true story about a true person 
named Yossi Ginsberg. He was an Israeli young man who wanted to find himself. So he started just backpacking. He came to America. He went to Las Vegas, a couple other places. I think he said he hit Alaska. Uh, I believe he hit a few other different, like, major treks. Uh, you know, he was trying to just find himself. So eventually he found himself down in Bolivia and, or I believe Colombia, and he met some other backpackers, you know, really into the sport, you know, with all, all the right gear and going to the right places and talking about Machu Picchu and the big mountains. And they just traveled together for a little while. And you see them hiking around, going into towns and meeting different people and different customs. And he comes across this guy and he sells him a dream that he knows a trail into the jungle where he can get some gold out of the river and these guys can see sights that they've never seen before. The one guy happened to be American. He was a photographer and he wanted to get, you know, into the big magazines, National Geographic and people and whatnot with these, you know, quote unquote, uh, tribes who've never seen civilization. Now this is about 1981. So, you know, I don't know really, you know, I, I guess without the internet and a, a lot of a lot of research at your fingertips, you don't know every tribe and every thing that was discovered, but I mean, it's I would think there's not really that many hidden tribes, but I guess just the allure of it was enough to get these guys to go on this trek. Uh, this was directed by Greg McLean. And, uh, it's just a great movie. It was an hour and 55 minutes. It's, it came out in 2017. So they got it as a drama, thriller, biography, adventure. So it hits like all the different uh, <laughs> genres, I guess. You get a big span. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe is the biggest actor in this. Uh, you have John Bluthall. He's uh, Uncle Nissim. You know, a couple other actors that maybe you would know if you watched some other things. Uh, Lily Sullivan, Yasmin Kassin. But the story itself is worth watching. So when I said it was close to me, it's because I'm a backpacker. I like to go up into the mountains, climb a summit, reach a peak, and sit down and enjoy a view. Look out, hear just beautiful nature sounds, sometimes nothing if there's no wind, maybe a bird chirp, something rustling through the leaves or the brush on the ground. It's just awesome. Now, I've never done anything in the jungle. These guys went on this jungle trail and what they saw was just outstanding stuff that you could only dream of seeing. If you're a backpacker, traveler, wanting to see the world, wanting to find solace in the nature and just be at peace, you know, you have those moments to yourself where you, you know, take a few 
yards away from the group where no one's in sight, but you're following the trail and you just feel so peaceful and so at one with nature and mother earth. And these guys get into some shit. I wound up reading about it afterwards and you know, the movie is pretty accurate. Might not be exact, but the, the tribulations they went through, the problems they had, the sicknesses, the, gangrene almost the blisters the bloody feet i mean this guy came near death they got lost separated i don't want to spoil the movie for you but you know i told you enough that if you're into something like that this is one to watch daniel radcliffe was great he didn't really not make me believe he was israeli accent was pretty good i have a few israeli friends who you know have maybe Americanized Israeli accents, but, you know, I've heard enough. That was pretty sold. He did a good job. And the physical body acting he did in this was commendable. So I'm going to leave it there. I gave you some little tidbit stuff I watched, and I hope you enjoyed it because I enjoyed talking to you. I missed our time together I talked about The Equalizer 2 Jungle which is available on Prime Gringo The Dangerous Life of John McAfee on Netflix Quincy on Netflix Ellen DeGeneres Relatable on Netflix and on HBO The Deuce Season 2 so tidbit of the list I got more coming I'll probably be watching more and I hope you enjoy the show. So next time we talk, I'll be older, but I'll be the same me because I'm all about being myself. And I hope you're yourself. And when we come together, we're both ourselves and we're all ourselves and we enjoy ourselves. One love. Thanks for listening. DJ Tim Hines. And I'm... I'm out, 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 out